Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're interested in banking with the best bank in Georgia, not my view, but that's what Time Magazine's money.com says in a survey. Actually, it is my view. <laughs> and it's my view, not from a survey, but from my own personal experience. How about that? And I have uh, worked with Renaissance both personally and with clients, and they're a terrific bank because they've got real nice people, and those nice people have a lot of services at hand to be able to take care of your business. So if that's something you're looking for in a bank and you're tired of the big bank experience, you know what I mean by that, uh, you go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. I think you'll you'll, uh, be glad that you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Iris Grimm. Iris is a executive leadership coach and trainer, and not just a human trainer. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Iris, welcome back. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, good to have you back in the studio. Uh, let's give everyone an introduction to you and the great work you do. All right. So as you said, my name is Iris Grimm. <clears throat> and as most of you can hear, I don't sound like I'm from South, uh, South Georgia. I'm actually from Germany. East Germany to be exact. And I have been living here in the Atlanta area now for um, almost 27 years. So um, for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've been having my business for the last uh, 22 years, um, doing coaching, leadership development, that type of work. Terrific. Terrific. And you have a special way of, I guess, delivering your leadership Thoughts and principles, right? Right, yeah. Talk ha- about that. I have a, a program that is called Dog on Leadership, mm-hmm. um, where it's really all about transforming leadership uh, with, for, and from a dog. So in other words, it's what I call a mutual supportive relationship, where my clients partner with their dog, where their dog brings the best out of the human, and the human is bringing out the best of the dog. And when a human can do that with their dog, then when they are going back into the workplace, the skills that they've learned or that they learn and apply daily with their dog is the same, are similar to how they can apply it in the workplace with their colleagues and the people that they work with. Now, you must be a dog lover, right? Is, is this how you came up with this concept? <laughs> right. Yeah. Completely. I yeah. mean, I'm a hundred percent a dog lover. Okay. Even though I never had a dog when I was a, a kid, um, I got my first dog, yeah, 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, started out, it was a German Shepherd at the time. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that, right? Yeah. No prejudice at all. Right. <laughs> And we did something um, at the time, uh, um, a dog sport called Schutzhund. 
which means protection dog, and they now changed the the title of this too. But it, this is a, um, it is a, you know, we Germans we like to be very precise and and do everything methodical. But it's really a um, a sport that um, they use for certain working breeds, such as the German Shepherd, the Rottweiler, the Doberman, mm-hmm. um, to test their workability, to test whether they have the the, the the courage and 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 the drive to do the work of a, of a protection dog, and so when when I did this and I, and and I competed with my dog, we went all over the southeast, um, meeting with police dog trainers, etc. So I learned a lot about dogs. But then when my dog retired, I thought, wow, now I have all of this knowledge. What am I going to do with it? And at that time, I started to get involved in in the rescue world, and mm. I had a. Um, I started out with a dog owner training program, uh, where people could come to my house, um, and I said, just make a thirty dollar donation to the rescue group of your choice. Um, bring bring your challenge, bring your question about dogs, and I do you know an, uh, a, a a training to help you overcome some of these challenges. Mm. And so, you know, out of that really grew then my um, my knowledge and my experience and also my wisdom of how much dog training and solving issues with the dog has nothing to do with dogs and more about life and leadership. Where was the moment, I guess, is the question where you made the connection between what you were learning about dogs and the lessons in what you were learning that applied to leadership for us as humans? So, you know, considering that when I did this work and out of that even came then where people said to me, Hey, Iris, would you, um, would you come to my home and, um, uh, help me one-on-one with my dog? Because all of these programs, um, where was, uh, all, during these programs, when I did, did these programs, um, they never brought their dog with with them. As a matter of fact, now I do this training online, right? Because of COVID, mm-hmm. I moved it online. It's now on Zoom. Um, so the dog never had to be present. However, there were times when people then said, all right, um, you know, come, can you come to my home and help me one-on-one? And again, when I did that, there came a time in my life, you know, where I thought, oh man, I really love to help dogs and people. Um, how can I combine this with my coaching in in a in a more meaningful way? And it really fell into place with one of my um, with one of my clients who was a business owner, mm. um, and he worked with me because of all of the issues that he had going on in his business with his with his staff. And um, in one of our early on in our conversations, he mentioned on the side that you know he has a dog. And I asked him, you know, just, oh, okay, tell me a little bit about him. And he was saying, well, you know, he's a really great dog. Um, He is also very obedient. However, you know, sometimes uh, when I come home, Jake just, you know, just jumps up on me. And um, I don't know what, you know, it's annoying, but that is one thing where he just, you know, it just annoys me when he's doing that. Other than that, you know, he's really good. And at that moment, I easily could have gotten in and could have said, you know, here's how you can fix it or what you can do from a dog training perspective. But I stopped myself. Mm. And I said to him at at the time, I said, so what is going on inside of you? 
when you when your dog Jake is doing that and mm-hmm. he had no he had no clue he just said well you know I typically what he said is typically it happens when I come home from work so it's not like on the weekend or you know when he runs errands or anything but mm-hmm. when he comes home so I, I said to him all right here's what I want you to do is just when next time this happens just pay attention who are you being? What's going on in you? What is happening in your brain? You know, what kind of energy are you sending out? And so a few, a couple of weeks later, when we met again, I said, did you, did you do this exercise? And he said, yes. And what I've learned is it's again, is when, when I'm, when I come home and when I'm stressed or annoyed, there's something, you know, from work in the way of that really I'm tense. I still, um, I, st- I still can't, you know, shut it off what happened at work. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you realizing what Jake is trying to tell you? Because dogs don't, dogs like harmony, right? Dogs don't follow unbalanced energy and stress, annoyance, us not being able to control our emotions and really process life and leave the past behind, right? That is really not calm leadership energy and Mm. dogs jake was really just there pointing out hey man you are not yourself right right Mm -hmm. and so he got that it's like you know and and that is where i often say you know people are um change is not easy because change requires work we don't we we take the short shortcuts for ourselves um when it comes to other people we we don't have always the drive to change but when it comes to our dog you know many people love their dog more than sometimes their children or their husband but but please don't tell them that (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) right but they are willing to make some changes for their dog and so for him, that was really the message where he got, oh, wow, this is the impact that, that I, um, that, that, that comes out of me not being able to handle my stress and my, my mental programming better. And so we worked on that. We worked on him, how he, um, um, has to process, you know, the stressful um, events in his business, how he could manage himself better, right? It was all about emotional intelligence, mm. all about him becoming more aware of his emotions, becoming w- more aware of his triggers, but then also being able to process them and in the moment rather than carrying them with them even when he came home. Wow. Wow. Uh, a lot there from Iris Grimm, folks, and she her uh, practice is called Doggone Leadership. Uh, so we were talking about this before we came on the air. So you work mostly one on one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you typically incorporate the the owner's dog with them in the in the training, or how does that work? Talk about how that works. So. Uh- I do, I do work one on one, but this is also mainly a leadership training program that mm-hmm. I provide for organizations or in companies and okay. companies. So in that way, it's more um, a leadership development training um, in in a larger group setting, but then also with the one on one component to help people to actually implement whatever it is that they're learning in in the in the group program because you know so many times people go to group programs they are motivated and inspired by for a week but then it starts to taper off respectively they don't really know how to implement this right and so therefore it's it's a leadership training program 
but but that also then can be extended into one-on-one work to help people to actually implement this, not only with their dog, but then really also all about implementing it in the workplace. Something tells me if in, in a group they're sitting in a group thinking about how old Bill across the room needs needs this training. <laughs> As opposed to themselves. Right. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, uh, but as we were talking before we came on the air, um, it's really kind of hard for you to be able to do a group session with everybody bringing their dogs. That really doesn't work. Right. So what you're doing is having participants reflect on their, their relationship with their dog. Right. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 this is not a dog training program. This is really a leadership development program mm-hmm. where people are um, reflecting on their relationship with their dog, um, who they are being with their dog, and where I'm also then drawing parallels from the way we are being with our dog and the way we are showing up in the workplace with our um, with our staff, with our co-workers, etc. Because there are, and again, because of all of the the thinking and, and the experience that I have with, with coaching, with leadership coaching, and then also with dog training, I see and I, I um, pulled out so many parallels, right, that comes from dog training or that, that apply in the dog training world and that also apply in the business world. Mm. Got it. Now, talk a little bit about the, I guess, the, the value of the metaphor, I would assume you have clients that don't even own a dog, mm-hmm. but they understand the point you're making just because of the metaphor right. of a relationship with the dog. Right, right. So, and, you know, and when I give, for example, give, when I give talks and presentations, um, obviously at the beginning I always ask, you know, who of you has a dog? Who is of you um, does not currently have a dog? Who of you has never had a dog in your life, right? And who of you hates dogs? <laughs> right? So that I can get a lay of the land of the audience to see how I can make adjustments along the way and not exclude the people that don't have a dog, but involve them. Because sometimes they may not have a dog, but they may have a cat. Or, mm. you know, or, or they say, well, you know, I can't have a dog because I am allergic to dogs, but I love dogs. And I watch all of the, the the Facebook reels, you know, with dogs. I, mm-hmm. I wished I could have one, right? Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, you know, dogs bring the best out of us. You know, dogs with their innocence, with you know what many people call their unconditional love, with their playfulness. Um, you know, they are they connect us to our heart. And most people nowadays, when we go out into the workplace, um, most people operate from the neck up, right? Mm -hmm. We completely leave our heart out. Mm. Part of it is some of them have been hurt, right? And therefore protect themselves. Other thing, all right, I can't bring this to the workplace because somebody will take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. You know, just like some people are closing off their heart to a dog because they say, well, you know, I don't like dogs. I'm afraid of dogs. I was bitten by a dog, Mm. right? But then again, that is how we close ourselves sometimes off the the world because something happened to us in the past and we are just not willing to overcome it. And that is even a message by itself for people to explore it 
Well, you know, if I, and again, it does not necessarily have to be with the dog, but where else in your life are you closing yourself off because something happened to you where you got hurt and you, you are not really living your life and your potential to the fullest. So again, I just use, um, you know, the conversation about the dog as a spark um, to lead them back into their life to 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 look at their life from a different perspective. Mm. So, Iris, you said that dogs bring out the best in us. Mm-hmm. Extending that metaphor to leaders, how do the teams that we lead as leaders, how should they bring out the best in us? Because often we don't think about leadership from that perspective, right? Well, correct. But, you know, it, it's always a mutually supportive relationship, right? Where I say, number one is leadership. My definition of leadership is the equal, um, the equal commitment to results and relationships, mm. never compromising one for the other, right? Because in the end, we can only get results through leaderships, Right? through leaderships with our staff, through leadership, uh, I'm sorry, through relationships with our staff, through relationships with our clients. So if I want to um, get these kind of results and these kind of relationships in my, in my workplace, who do I have to become as a leader, right? In other words, I have to bring the best, or I have to work on myself. I have to... Um, become more aware of myself, who I am being. And I also have to intentionally create myself in a way that I am flexible to deal with any kind of situation in the company in a constructive way, right? So my desire to to um, produce and, and perform for the company, but then also my desire to to inspire my team um, creates my motivation to work on myself, which then when I am working on myself and when I am stepping up, when I'm stepping um, outside of my comfort zone um, and I am showing up as a better person each and every day, then the people that work with me will be inspired by that and say, wow, look at at, at, at her or look at him. I mean, isn't it amazing how he or she has overcome X? I want to be more like that because that is really what inspirational leadership and servant leadership is all about, right? Mm. Being that inspiration, being that person where people are naturally drawn to, mm-hmm. where people feel good when they are in your presence, where people feel safe in your presence to discuss whatever is going on in the business. And together you can create a solution that is serving everyone, right? Where there is somebody who can leave their ego out, someone who gets emotionally triggered less or not triggered at all, but then also has the best of their team in mind. Wow. Great words here, folks, from Iris Grimm, and she is, uh, her firm is Doggone, Doggone Leadership. <laughs> That's about the program my, that I offer, yeah. <laughs> my, my addiction has gone to the dogs. I, I'm gonna, that's the only dog joke I'm going to make here, but you've probably heard them all, right? I've heard many of them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you've heard them all. Uh, so, um, 
talk about the, the, the way that you, that in, engagement works with you and maybe some of the questions that you ask your clients to really get under the hood, as it were, of where they are. Um, and I guess I'm asking this so folks that are listening can think about it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, when I'm 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 when I do this program as a as a um, leadership development program, I have a, um, a self assessment or what I also call a play sheet. Uh, that they can fill out. And actually, it's also avail- available on my website. It's just an irisgrim.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T, which is a series of questions, I think nine or ten questions, um, where people analyze their relationship with their dog and really look at it and say, all right, so, you know, w- what is something where the dog, we always start out with, what is something where the dog um, evokes a strong emotion out of me? Right, because, mm. and that can, that doesn't have to be negative, right? It does not have to be that the dog is doing something um, something bad or has a behavioral issue, right? It doesn't even have to be like that. It it can be just even with with my dogs, which uh, I would consider fairly well trained. Um, there are still things that I'm learning from my dog, and by me just looking at it and say, "All right, what is it?" Um, about my dogs that is evoking, you know, a strong emotion out of me. And I give you an example. One of my dogs right now, uh, Sunny, um, she's older. Mm. Um, And um, when I got her uh, five years ago, she was um, in bad shape. She... um, She had an arrowhead in the side of her ribcage. Oh, dear. Um, she probably was hit by a car, and they never took her to the vet, so her, mm. her front leg never, the bone never grew um, together correctly, so that she has severe arthritis there, and and um, and um, she can barely walk, right? It's tough for her to walk, and mm-hmm. especially now since she's 12, 13 years old. Well, you know... When I'm out with her, and I'm typically someone because I also have y- younger dogs, I'm I'm the one who can walk a fairly fast pace. With her, I had to learn patience, mm-hmm. right? It's and and that was really the emotion that came up, you know, in me was the impatience is for her. Come on, Sunny, let's go. Come on now, you know. It's like because I want to go, but she's like I can't go that fast. So mm-hmm. for me to say, you know what, that's all right. Here I am here. This is an opportunity when I'm going out with my dog um, to, to, for her to do her business, for her to still go out and, and smell the flowers and smell something else. It's a time for me to slow down. Mm. It's a time for me to practice patience. It's a time for me to be grateful for what is here in the moment and to be grateful that I can experience this right now, that I have the time to give myself it and to give it to her, right? So I always start out with with a questionnaire where people are really going deeper into their relationship with their dog to then analyze what is something that I here can practice or what is something that I can learn that I then also can apply somewhere else in my life. Mm. That, you hit kind of close to home there, Iris. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have that in my head next time. <laughs> next time I'm, I'm out with my dogs. So. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so uh, yeah, Iris Grimm is in my head, folks. Uh, yeah. 
that's what I want. That's what you want, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so let's talk about the, the, the types of clients that are there that you work with, are there any particular verticals that you are um, particularly passionate about working with that this metaphor of, of dogs fits very well with? Um, the type of clients, I mean, most of my clients are business leaders, um, executives, entrepreneurs, so people that are in the leadership world, because again, leadership coaching is my, um, my um, forte. However, in the end, it's really... It's anybody who um, who wants to step up and wants to grow, mm-hmm. right, through the relationship with their dog, um, which means really, um, again, you know, um, leadership is not, when I look at leadership even, I don't look at it from a title or position perspective, right? right? Leadership is behavior. Um, leadership is a way how we are showing up for ourselves and for the people around us. Mm-hmm. And even if somebody is is let's say in 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 the lowest or what would you call it, you know, from a from a ranking perspective in in a in a servant or a frontline um, position, they still are leaders in their own way, right? And if somebody sees that and says yes. I want to grow. I want to become more of a leader in my own life and how I show up with people, right? These are the kind of people that I love to work with mm. because, you know, in the end, um, I always say, and, and you know, people want to, what, what do people want to get out of life? They want to be happy, right? And they always think that happiness is an end product. However, um, life is all about growth. You know, life is all about experience, and um, when we are growing and when we have a ri- variety of experiences, then happiness is a, is a side effect, is a side product. It naturally comes out of it, right? And so, therefore, what, what my program is about is, is um, using the dog that many people love, that many people um, 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 love to learn even more from, right? Using that relationship as a as a microcosm to to analyze themselves to analyze where what their strengths are what are the areas that they need to work on how they can partner with their dog and then using that as a way of transferring it into the workplace and into their business wow great work iris grim uh, i could talk to you for quite a while <laughs> And obviously, I, you, I I could use the help on patience, but uh, <laughs> but we'll get back to that later after we turn the bikes off, right? right so right. Uh, no, uh, seriously, I want to get to the most important question, which is for those that can want to be in touch and learn more about your work, how can they do that? So they can go to my website, um, and that is irisgrim.com, um, and check out there my blogs, check out, you know, the information there. Um, obviously, I'm on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Um, again, my name is Iris Grimm, and, um, or they can call me um, on, on my phone, which is 404-441-5370. Uh, oh, go ahead. And it's Atla- obviously Atlanta um, area code. However, my clients are all over the country. Good. I'm glad you added that. Mm-hmm. Iris Grimm, folks, uh, doggone leadership. Iris, it's been fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you, John. It always fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder. If you would like something better 
than the drive-through for dinner tonight. And uh, let me give you a few thoughts. Big green egg roasted chicken, tarragon and lemon roasted potatoes, roasted broccoli and feta cheese. Does that sound good? Well, I know how you can get that. That's what I'm having for dinner tonight, as a matter of fact. And I'm getting that from ANS Culinary Concepts. You see, they've got lettuce cook for you meals. And what they do is you simply go to the website, asculinaryconcepts.com, decide what you want, put in your order, email uh, Executive Chef Andrew Traub, and his he and his team put it together for you. You drive by, pick it up, and take it home, and guess what? You're the hero. <laughs> so if that's what you're looking for, I'm, you will be glad that you did. I promise you. Uh, asculinaryconcepts.com, or if you'd like to call for more information, 678-336-9196. And by the way, they do great corporate catering and corporate team building events as well. Folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. We would love it if you liked the show, you liked what Iris had to say, share the show. Uh, It's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests like Iris and the other some 750 plus that we've had on this show over the past six years. So uh, if you could share the show to uh, help our guests, we would really appreciate it. So for my guest, Iris Grimm, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.